Hello, hello everybody. What's going on? Hello family and friends and strangers, mostly strangers, probably all strangers. Welcome to episode 89. Hey, you're not a stranger to me. Well, you are a stranger, but you know what I mean? Like like spiritually, you're not a stranger. If you've been here for a while or if you're new or if you know who I am, um, I kind of know who you are. If you know who I am based on everything I've done, I kind of know who you are. Okay, we're getting into the acid trip of this episode a little bit too early. Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, this episode is a Q&A episode. I decided to do that because I wanted to do it and thought it could be fun. And I got some cool questions, um, got some silly ones, got some cool ones, got some that I'm not going to read because they were weird, <laughs> which happens on the internet. Um, but before we get into that, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magnesium Breakthrough. Do not fast forward through this ad. Don't do it. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, my favorite supplement company. They're doing a mega sale, uh, big discount in November, big daddy discount, 20% off at magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Highly recommend this. I've recommended it in the past. I will always recommend it. Um, I actually literally just took two right before this episode. Uh, I, my, the benefits I feel from taking magnesium are anti-inflammatory because I do work out and I incorporate extra magnesium into my diet because I don't think I get enough from food based on the research that I've done. And this actual supplement, this supplement is made with seven different forms of magnesium, malate, orotate, taurate, citrate, chelate, biglycinate. Um, yeah, those are, those all sound like real things. So Highly recommend it. Uh, if you would like to learn more about what specific benefits Magnesium Breakthrough can bring to you and your life, including restful sleep and overall good vibes, go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella and get up to a 20% discount. Um, man, what a, I'm uh, feeling pretty good, dude. Feeling pretty good. Past couple days of shooting have been hot. Had a hot couple days. Hot uh, in, a, in a good way, meaning shit has been going really well, which is great. Um, you know, sometimes with, with making videos and making content, it's, it's up and down quite a bit. Um, but past couple days have been pretty fire and what's coming out this week of this podcast episode is some cool stuff. Oh, today. So this is coming out on Monday, November 22nd. And, uh, that will be hopefully unless anything goes terribly wrong, but, um, it's scheduled to be, uh, actually shit. Should I even say, cause I'm going to be on a plane. Ooh, I don't know if I should even say. I'm going to say it because <laughs> I think it'll be out. And if not, it'll be out the next day. Um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I am Machine Gun Kelly. Nikki Howard is Megan Fox. She absolutely crushes. Nikki is the most talented, one of the most talented comedians I've ever worked with. Hands down. So unbelievably funny. Um, and we went out and we shot that and you're going to see what it's all about. It's pretty fun. Pretty good. Especially if you know anything about, uh, machine gun. I just like burped and breathed at the same time. Has that ever happened to you guys where you go and you're like chest gets constipated That's some chest constipation right there. That was strange. Um, so that's coming out. Uh, what else? We got a couple fun holiday things coming out. Um, Got a really hot political-themed one that'll be out in January that I just shot today. Uh, Fire, one of my favorite ever. Um, that'll be coming out in January. And then, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. Dude, do you guys listen to San Holo? 
Um, DJ, music producer, uh, a Dutch homie, chill guy. Um, got connected to him through a mutual friend, went to a show in LA the other night and we shot a couple videos and if they turn out well enough, we're going to post them everywhere. So hope hopefully some people out there listen to San Holo. He is phenomenal an incredible electronic music artist and plays live guitar, which is nuts. Um, when it's matched with the uh, production elements that he brings to EDM and his specific brand of EDM, which is kind of ethereal and euphoric and happy and joyous and his uh, his catchphrase is stay vibrant. So why would you not like a guy whose catchphrase is stay vibrant? You know, I loved it. It was a great time. Let's see what kind of shows we have coming up before we get into the fun little Q&A stuff that we're going to do. What shows do we have? I am going to uh, Simi Valley, California, Rock and Roll Pizza Bar on Wednesday, December 8th. Nice, dude. Hey, come to that. If you're in Simi Valley, California. Um, oh, that's Sean's show. That's my buddy Sean and my buddy Zach. They put on that show. Uh, no, I don't have a ticket link, but you'll figure it out if you live in Simi Valley and you follow me on Instagram. Um, December 16th through 19th, I'm in San Diego opening for JP Sears. Then we're going to Philly. I'm opening for him January 6th through 9th. Then Kentucky opening for him again. These opening spots are cool because then I get to get in at that club and come back and do my own show on a future weekend. So it's nice to be kind of moving out of that opener spot into uh, headlining and putting on my full hour on weekends. So come to any of those places, San Diego, Philly, Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, come kick it. Um, dude, I made a, uh, one more thing. Um, I made bro, uh, Kyle, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing happened. Right. Um, and I talked about this, I think last episode, and how I'm just kind of indifferent. You, you can't have an opinion on everything. You know, I, I feel like I educate myself on a, around 90% of what's going on, which I feel like is a lot. That's a lot. Like I have a pretty good understanding of 90% of what is going on that's given to us. Um, and that was one thing I just didn't really pay much attention to. But just through hearsay and headlines and whatnot kind of started learning bits and pieces about it. But to be completely honest, dude, some things I just don't really give a fuck about. And I can't care about everything. You can't care about everything or else your entire existence will be dedicated toward caring about every single thing that's trending in the news and you won't have any time for your life, you know, unless that is your life. And some people are like that. Hey, more power to you. But uh, for me, I can't. I just can't keep up with it. It's a capacity thing. My brain can't hold all of the current uh, news trends that are going on. So, uh, he was acquitted, right? Is that the term to use or found not guilty? Um, and I immediately tweeted, wow, I can't believe Kyle Rittenhouse is dating Pete Davidson because <laughs> all the news is breaking about Pete Davidson banging Kim Kardashian. And, um, that's fine. That uh, good for Pete, I guess. Uh, I just, uh, I don't. Uh, but you know, it, I thought it would be funny to make fun of that, and it is very funny. Objectively, it's funny to me. Um, but subjectively, it's not funny to some people. On Facebook, wow, Facebook is a nightmare, dude. The amount I, I screenshotted the tweet and posted it on Facebook because I thought it would be a funny thing. I can't believe the amount of crazy people out there who uh, think like that. Like, like it wasn't. I wasn't making fun of anyone who got murdered. I was making fun of Pete Davidson and Kyle Rittenhouse. And it just got me thinking like, wow, there's really people out there that like just, just 
resist being happy. They choose anger. They choose this like fear-based anger and this this aggression over choosing to laugh. Like my, I'm realizing my my whole like if I had a fucking mantra, it would be like choose to laugh, right? Um, because that's the love emotion. You want to choose that at any time you can. You want to choose happiness and joy and find the the the. A, a, a way to smile about something. Um, but so many people just d- default to choosing anger uh, whenever a topic is even talked about that they think should be off limits. But like the great South Park writers, Matt Stone and Trey Parker said, um, you can either joke about everything or nothing. Something like that. I know I messed up that quote, but something like that. I thought the joke was funny. Hopefully some of you guys did too. Okay, let's get into some questions, bro. Um, we had a bunch of questions. I think I got like 10 or 15 here. Let's start with, uh, this one. Here's a bro question. If you rolled with Joe Rogan, how quickly would you tap? Now that could go a couple different ways. It depends on your definition of role, right? Uh, roll. Am I doing Molly with Joe Rogan? Cause I probably wouldn't tap out. I, he probably would tap out before I would. Um, if you rolled with Joe Rogan, I assume that's MMA. How quickly would I tap? Dude, immediately. I don't do that. I've never been in a fight in my life. Dude, I tried to break up a fight in college once. There was a fight. Uh, my buddies got into a fight. It was one of those bro fights where there's a bunch of other, like a like a um, you know, an enemy flock of bros walking down the street, and we were walking this way, and one of my bros and one of their bros locked eyes, and it started like, what's up, dude? What's up, bro? I see you looking, dude. Well, what's good then, dude? What, 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 what's real, what, what, dude, what's good, bro? And then that was it. It was like fists started getting thrown. I was like, what, what is the purpose of this, fellas? And so people are fighting and I run up to try and break up my buddy and another guy and a fist comes out of nowhere and smacks me in the mouth. This was, I think, junior year of college and I was bleeding. I can't believe I didn't lose a tooth. No teeth got loose though because I got a strong jaw, I guess, but damn, I was bleeding like a motherfucker and I was out for the rest of the day. My face was puffy. I couldn't party. I felt like shit. Um, so when you ask me (laughs) if I rolled with Joe Rogan, who's a human bicep with a body, he's just like a muscle. Uh, I would tap immediately, probably right away. So that's the answer to that question, dude. There you go. And it came with a little story. How fun is that? We're having a good time. Here we go. Uh, next question. Uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Ooh, what are we going to do? Um, okay. How about this one? Fear or love? All right. This was written a little weird. Fear or love? Why sheeple choose fear? Favorite psychedelic versus booze and non-psychedelic rate pros and cons go. And then some weird QAnon message. Okay, first off, uh, if you're looking for the QAnon podcast, that's elsewhere. Uh, We here at the Vibecast with Brent Pella do not subscribe to QAnon. Um, And uh, I don't uh, really give a fuck if you do or not. I just don't care. Um, Because that shit is crazy, crazy stuff. Anyways, uh, fear or love? Why do sheeple choose fear? You know, it's funny that you said sheeple. I feel like that term is a little outdated, though. It's very 2020. Um, Why do people choose fear over love? Let's get deep in question two. 
why do people choose fear instead of love? It's probably, it's the easiest. It's the path of least resistance because when you choose fear, you kind of isolate yourself, right? You, you move away from whatever the challenging thing is, whether that thing is a thought or an emotion or a relationship or an opportunity or a way of thinking or an ideology or an opinion, all of those things, if you're scared and you choose to be afraid or you choose to be angry, which is just another level of fear, um, you, you're able to back away. You're able to put separation between yourself and whatever that thing is. And that's easy because then you don't have to deal with it. But the reward comes when you approach it. What the reward comes when you interact with whatever that thing is, when you accept whatever that thing is, when you attempt to, um, ingrain whatever that thing is into your way of life, or you, you attempt to experience whatever that thing is that was causing fear and you approach it with love. The reward is much better. The reward is much bigger. It could make you a better person, whoever you're dealing with in that moment, whatever that thing is, um, could be, you know, a new positive part of your life and part of your way of thinking. And that's why you choose love over fear. Um, for me, that's, that's my quick explanation, but that's a fun conversation to have favorite psychedelic versus booze versus non-psychedelic. I used to drink a lot. Like when I partied, I don't really drink now. I, I'll, I'll have the, when I mostly drink is when I go to a music festival or, um, or like wine on pasta nights, but I don't love getting drunk anymore because you feel, I feel like shit now the day after I got to drink shit, tons of water and electrolytes and Pedialyte and, um, you know, bodies change baby. And I can't keep up the way I used to me. I could not keep up with college Brent. There's no way, but I remember the days we would chug fireball on a Thursday night before going out to the bars on state street in Santa Barbara. And that was a blast. It was really fun. Favorite psychedelic versus booze and non-psychedelic. Um, you know, I'm still in a new phase when it comes to psychedelics and experimenting with, um, my way of thinking and, and my way of incorporating, uh, them into my life and my growth. Um, my favorite one, because I treat it as a medicine and I try to have a lot of respect and care and, and, um, for, for when I incorporate it into my routines, when I do is mushroom psilocybin, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'd love to talk to somebody more about that. Cause I feel like when I talk about that, it sounds like I might know what I'm doing, but I really don't. And I'm just kind of dabbling still and doing my own research, um, on things like microdosing and sourcing, uh, from good places. And I would recommend you do your research and talk to people in your life who might be able to give you some clear insight based on their experiences. I've had fantastic experiences and amazing mental and emotional and spiritual growth from the proper uses of a medicine like psilocybin. Uh, not from partying on it, not from taking a bunch of mushrooms and going to a music festival or a rave or something, because I do not do that. Um, instead, it's something like I'll take a day or two off and drive up to Santa Barbara, go to a private beach on my own and, and um, take a couple caps or something like that. Um, so yeah, I'd say do your research because there's a big stigma around psychedelics still. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, obviously that stems from a lot of things, mainly big pharma type stuff, trying to put a cap on that industry and the war on drugs being a way for the government to make money. And that's a whole deeper uh, thing um, that a lot of you guys might already know about. But uh, I think the stigma around psychedelics is really unfortunate 
And the only way that we can chip away at that stigma is by talking about it like this in the open with no fear or hesitation. Because talking about it with love is the only way to, I think, to um, truly kind of dissect a subject like that. That's that's shrouded in stigma. Cool. There you go, bro. Answer to that question. Nice. Nice, dude. Was that question two? That was a great question. Question three. Are you single? No. I'm married to the game. Question four. Um, let's see. Are you <laughs> are you dipping pouches in your bro vids or is that a fake? Uh, hilarious question. I will tell you this. Um, just because it's the pot, I'm actually going to answer this question. So if you don't want to know the answer, skip ahead by a minute. Um, but I'm going to answer this question. The Briler, they're like, yo, dude, fucking what's good, baby. That's, um, based on every guy that I grew up with and parts of myself. Uh, and he, he, he has a fat lip, a big dip in his lip. It's been revealed in previous videos that Briler has, um, kind of a spiritual side and he's into some new agey spiritual stuff, uh, on the low. And so he actually packs a little pouch of medicinal herbs and shards of, um, Himalayan sea salt, uh, to give, to counteract all the positive ions flowing around him. Positive ions being radiation from electronics, negative ions are naturally produced by things like the ocean and, uh, positivity type stuff. So, uh, that's been revealed in a video a while back. I forget when, but in real life when I shoot, so here's the part where I'm going to actually say it. And, and if so, if you don't want to know the answer to this, skip forward. Uh, it's an almond. <laughs> It's a fucking almond, dude. Uh, it looks, it's the perfect size. It doesn't mess with my gums. Um, on stage, it's usually a bar napkin because I always forget my almonds. So I, I, I'm backstage before the show, like running around looking for a bar napkin. And then I tear up the bar napkin. I roll it up into a little almond-shaped size. And then I put it in my lip. But the napkin actually hurts my lip because it's dry. Um, so it uh, the gum, my gum gets... The, my gums get kind of scratched and irritated when it's a napkin. So there you go. Um, next question. I'm going to have to go with pineapple pizza. Do bros say no? Pineapple on pizza is delicious. Anybody who says otherwise is brainwashed by mainstream media and needs to stop watching CNN. Okay. Pineapple on pizza is good because it has everything you need. The best pizza from, um, I don't want to say best pizza because this is a very tense subject, but I would assume, and I don't know if I've ever had this before, but I would assume one of the best flavors of pizza would be a pizza with either bacon or ham, uh, pineapple, and jalapeno pepper. Uh, And here's why. You cover all areas of flavor with that pizza. You have your fat from the cheese. You have your acid from the... um, the uh, tomato sauce, okay? And then you have your salt uh, from the bacon and also kind of from the sauce and the cheese uh, is the salt. And then you have your sweet from the pineapple and your spicy from the jalapeno pepper. And all that together on a carby, carb, carb, pizza carb is delicious. I would assume. I actually haven't had that before, but pineapple on pizza is good. And if you don't believe that, then uh, you're a communist. Sorry. That's you. Sorry. I hate to break it to you. 
Next, uh, ooh, here's a good one. Damn, you guys got some good, there were some good ones here. This is cool. Okay, here we go. All right, this is a good one. I'm going to go poor man's intellectual on you. Is true, I think he means truth, is truth subjective or objective? If it is objective, how do we know? If it is subjective, how do we say anything anyone else does is wrong? Is making a definitive statement that objective truth does not exist ironic? Hmm, nice. Nice. Is truth subjective or objective? Well, I think because it depends on the example or the environment or the moment, that by definition makes it subjective. But the moment, so for example, one plus one equals two. That is an objective truth. Math is very objective. Um, so when you when you discuss something like that, like math is objective, but when you start talking about things like um, uh, a truth in, in the in the form of how we're living and how we operate and what we believe in, um, you know, I think I don't know. I think it depends on the moment, man. I think you really got to break it down. I, I don't think there can be a broad brushstroke here, saying that truth is subjective or objective because and we see it in 2020 is when everybody woke up to the fact that, oh, there's just people who straight up believe the truth is different from what I believe the truth is. And they both think the other one is completely wrong, right? Um, and we see this on COVID policies, politics, uh, you know, trending news topics, social justice movements, and um Somebody could think something is completely false and the other person could think it's completely true. Each of them thinks that their belief is the objective truth. So from a third party perspective, it's subjective. But for each of those people in the moment, it's objective. So maybe when you when you move out of that fucking aggregate, is that the right term to use here? I keep hearing aggregate thrown around when people are having these discussions and I haven't fully wrapped my head around what that, <laughs> what that is, what that means. Yeah, I don't know everything. Um, but I think when you move out of the example and you, and you look at the moment from an unbiased point of view and two people are holding truth to be an objective fact, but each person's truth is different from the other, um, then you as that third party have to say that truth is subjective. Um, but then, of course, you know, then you get stuck in this paradox of, okay, you move back out from that person. There's a person watching that person watching two people. And now there's those two people, one person and one person. That last person thinks this person's truth is wrong. And now this person's truth is objective. But this person thinks their truth is objective because they're watching these two people who each think their truth is objective. So at, at the end of the day, it, it, it goes in a perpetual circle. Um so I don't know if it's ironic as much as it's a paradox. Uh, like it's an impossible question to answer. Um, so maybe instead of trying to answer it in a general broad stroke type of way, you try to answer it for yourself, uh, depending on the moment and the context of whatever it is you're talking about, whether that's math or whether you know it's true that bread is bad for you or is it true that Donald Trump Jr., um, you know, is a, a 
going to be a great president or is it true that AOC is going to be the best president ever? Like the, these people, COVID measures and all, all these things, like um, it, it's it's up to you. I think that's a, that's an individual question that we each have to answer. Um, that's a great question. I'm going to save that question. I'm going to bold it. I'm going to underline it and I'm going to make it italics and I'm going to save it. And I'm going to bring it up on a future podcast with somebody with a guest and we can have that conversation. I hope my answer made sense because in the moment, that's a tough one to answer. Woo. Nice. Cool, man. Um, next question. More Eminem videos soon. They're my favorite. Uh, no plans. No plans. Loved doing Eminem. Well, I was in that kind of phase. Uh, you guys have probably noticed if you watch my videos, I go through these phases, which I didn't really recognize until like a year ago. Um, Phases and and you know that that's part of growth. If I kept doing Eminem videos forever, then that would kind of suck. I mean, it would it would become pandering and 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 not creative and unfunny and, and played out. Um, so instead, I try to challenge myself with new things and new angles, like uh, spiritual angles, um, DJ electronic music world angles, uh, spiritual community angles. Like I said, political type stuff, impressions, Jake Paul, Joe Rogan, Eminem, The Rock. Um, Gavin Newsom, Joe Biden, Tiger King, like these, I've done a couple videos of each of those people in chunks and, 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 and I'll keep bringing them back. But you know, once I feel pretty fulfilled on, uh, creatively that I've said what I wanted to say and kind of shared a perspective of this way of thinking that this person personifies, um, then I, I kind of feel good and then I move on. So I don't know if I'll do any more Eminem, but it's gotta be good. It's got to be good. If I have an idea, it's got to be good for me to do it. Uh, okay, next question. Nougat or chestnut butter? Okay, I don't know what chestnut butter is, so nougat. The fuck? What is chestnut butter? Oh, like chestnuts, like the nuts. Oh, okay, I get it. Never had it. Never had chestnut butter. Love almond butter. Big fan. Big fan almond butter. Never had chestnut butter. Um, okay, cool. We got a couple more. Got a couple more. This is fun. This is fun. This is a fun one. Okay. Ooh, how about a deep one? All right. If you could choose one day to relive all over again, what day would it be and why? All events of the day would remain exactly the same. Hmm. Um, hmm. Would I know that I'm reliving it in the moment? And would I remember... Because if I'm reliving, you mean so I would have to be watching it, right? Because if I'm reliving it and I already know that I lived this day, then I'd probably do something different in the moment, like even a small thing. So I'd probably be like on a virtual reality headset, right? As if I'm watching through the perspective and whatever. Maybe that's a little too technical. I'm still stuck on the truth of the uh, subjective or objective truth question. One day to relive all over again. Damn, man. I don't know. I've had a lot of good days, dude. A lot of good days. Um, hmm, man, a couple days that really stand out to me, um, a couple of really, really strong days that stand out, uh, a day coaching at Kobe Bryant's basketball camp for sure. Um, one of those days, I mean that day, probably that day that he came up and, uh, it was the end of camp. You guys have heard the story before. If you haven't Go check out episode 24, which was dedicated to Kobe and goes through my whole experience working for his camp. Um, 
he came up to me at the end of camp after giving his goodbye speech to the parents and kids. And we had talked briefly prior to that over the years. And he knew I, I did comedy and he asked me for a business card out of nowhere. Totally unexpected. He was like, let me get your information. I got to come check you out. Um, and that was the moment that kind of was a massive kind of kickstart for me to start working toward the point where I felt like I was strong enough to invite him to come see a show. So that was probably a, that was a big pivotal moment for me for sure. Um, so that's one of the days. What's another day? Another day I'll choose to relive. Uh, man, there was a day when I was in Rhode Island and me and my grandfather went out for the entire day and kicked it. That was a really, really cool day. That was really freaking cool. Um, we cruised around in Rhode Island where he grew up, went to see his house, the neighborhood that he grew up on, uh, all the places he used to kick it, told me a bunch of stories, got food, got ice cream. And then we went to a New England Patriots game uh, out in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. And he turned me on to the Patriots when I was a little kid, brought me to all the training camps um, and everything when I was when I was growing up. So that's a cool day too. What else? What else is a good day? These are good days. This is fun. To, I'm reliving the day right now. Look at that. Just through answering the question. Um, what about like when I was a kid? What's a fun day when I was a kid? Big day when I was a kid. I went to a Sacramento Kings game and uh, I was with my mom and she, this was pre 9-11 and uh, they were playing the Washington Wizards when Michael Jordan was on the Wizards. It's the only time I've ever seen MJ in person and I was 10 and we were in the stands and I, I was like standing, like looking at him, trying to catch his eye and wave and everything. And he looked over at me and he winked and he waved. That was pretty fucking cool. And I looked back at my mom and she was like, yeah. And then we snuck down in the uh, elevators, the like secret security elevators. My mom was a badass, dude. We snuck down in the elevators and went and saw his like interview. We were like six feet away from him. It was wild. Really cool. That was a cool day too. Um, yeah, dude, those are cool days. Nothing regarding entertainment or comedy or anything. I'm talking about life here, baby. What else we got? You guys should think of that too. Think of that too, dude. Try to think of a day that you would want to relive. Okay, here we go. Coming in toward the end. The nastiest thing you've ever done. Oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> Drank four loco straight. Warm. Um, uh, okay, here we go. Two more. What? Oh, these are kind of like the same. So who was your favorite comedian growing up? Um, or coming into when you found your vibe, bro, found yourself follow up from somebody else. Who would you want to make a video with living or dead? Like how key and peel does and, and how you do now. Um, my favorite comedian growing up, uh, Chris Farley, no doubt. Um, I, I was watching SNL when I was a kid, Chris Farley, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, all those guys were my guys. And then Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island guys were um, were my heroes. So those those the Lonely Island was my biggest inspiration, I think. And then after the Lonely Island, biggest comedy inspiration after the Lonely Island, uh, man, Will Ferrell always for sure, um, just with how he kind of commits and dedicates to character. Oh, Jim Carrey, of course. Did I already say that or no? Yeah, Jim Carrey, dude. Jim Carrey's the one. Who would I want to make a video with? Um, probably Tim Robinson. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the show. I think you should leave on Netflix, his sketch comedy show. Go see. I think you should leave. It's hilarious. He's got two seasons. First season is phenomenal. Watch every episode of that. Tim Robinson used to be on SNL. 
Um, his first season of a sketch show is, is it consists of a lot of sketches and concepts that they wouldn't let him make on Saturday Night Live. His style is fucking insane. I love it so much. I would love to make a video with him um, or Will Ferrell because I just know he could he would commit like crazy, and um, we could do something crazy because we would both commit. Because I commit a lot. I commit pretty hard to different crazy shit, and I think Will Ferrell would top that and it would make me try to reach a different level too so that would be pretty fun but tim robinson uh we would just go down some crazy hole of the story of the sketch i think that would be super fun um that's it man wow cool fun q a huh good times good vibes i love you guys so much um check out uh new shows getting posted at brentpella.com slash shows um got some awesome dates coming up in the new year that i'm very excited for and a huge huge announcement coming late January, probably. Should I even be teasing that now? I guess it's November. You're not going to know what that is for a couple months, but <laughs> fun things to look forward to. So, um, yeah, man, have a, have a great week. Uh, happy Turkey Day time, and uh, go tell someone you love them. Okay? See ya.